You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about a plethora of topics. But I wanted to start out here with arguably the most important news of the day. Some transfer stuff, some NBA draft stuff. We're just going to go ahead and get into it. First thing on the docket today. Bryce Hopkins has officially transferred to Providence. Announced that he was transferring to the Friars just yesterday. Uh, And I'm really pleased with this move. I hope Hopkins is able to uh, find a spot with the Friars and he's uh, able to play well. Uh, Providence, by the way, 27-6. and Last season, lost in their region to the eventual national champion, Kansas. Hopkins averaged 2.1 points per game, less than half an assist per game, and 1.4 rebounds per game for the Wildcats last season while shooting 42.9% from the floor and 31% from three. I think the most interesting thing you got to note about this news is that the Friars lost all three starting members of their front court. Uh, they, They all graduated Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong on that, but all three of them were seniors, and I assume they all graduated. So this move makes sense for Bryce Hopkins, and I and I really do hope that he's able to find some uh, some time there working with the Friars, whether that be at small forward, whether that be a power forward, however they want to use him. Uh, I would I would be hopeful that he would be able to make his mark over there at Providence. I just wanted to throw that throw that out there for you, uh, Kentucky fans, just so that you know if you had not already seen it where Hopkins ended up transferring. Hopefully that he, uh, hopefully he's uh, able to do well. And then something else I wanted to talk about here, right off the, the uh, right off rib, is a Kentucky prospect that we assumed the Wildcats had a shot for. He is now declared for the NBA draft. Leonard Miller, five-star guy out of Canada, decided that he would be entering his name into the NBA draft, and this is what he said on social media. Said, quote, I am extremely grateful for every moment of my journey. Every situation I have been in has contributed to my growth as a player and has helped me get to this point. With the full support of my family, friends, and coaches, I would like to officially announce that I will be declaring for the 2022 NBA draft while maintaining my college eligibility. So you note there, by the way, he's not officially leaving for the NBA. That's one, That's the first thing I want to say here. He's not officially leaving for the NBA. But some reports would indicate that Miller, this five-star prospect that Kentucky was looking at bringing in this season, he's got some academic issues. He was, Not only was he a little bit of a late bloomer, but also it seems like he's got some academic issues. And I don't want to get too much into it. I just want to, just want to throw it out there. Even if he does come back to college, even if he does withdraw his name from the NBA draft, I'm not sure if Kentucky would be able to secure his services over someone like the G League. Why wouldn't he go play for Ignite, right? If, he, if he's got these issues, why? and he's, he's saying in this post, yo, I'm already thinking about going to the NBA anyway, then what would be the pull for him to come back to the Wildcats uh, and I, I don't see necessarily what that would be over the G League. And if if we want to talk about Kentucky's front court and how he could have been a potential piece for the for the Wildcats, he would have been nice, no doubt. He would have been nice. 
But I think you you also need to point out, you know, Toppin is apparently supposed to be back, according to John Calipari, Damien and Collins, Oscar Shebway, those guys are going to be back. And Keon Brooks quote tweeted Severe Wheeler whenever Severe Wheeler put out a post saying that he was coming back to Kentucky for one more season. Again, I kind of expected it, but I'm pleased that Wheeler was able to put out the announcement, much like CJ Frederick. But Keon Brooks quote tweeted that post by Severe Wheeler, and I believe he said, let's go be great. Emphasis there on let's. So I don't know if Keon's coming back. I don't know if he isn't. We'll, we'll just have to see what's up there. But I mean, overall, even without Keon, I think Kentucky's front court is still in good hands, especially if Toppin makes the official decision that he's coming back. I mean, Colin, Shibwe, Ware, I'm excited about those guys. So I, I think that for this season, Kentucky's front court is, is okay. I think their front court's going to be just fine. Those are the two things I wanted to lead off with. Just transfer news, NBA draft news. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about Antonio Reeves and what exactly he's doing right now. There have been some rumors swirling around about where he's at. It would be hilarious if by the time I finish recording this, uh, some news comes out about Antonio Reeves, but we will just have to see. Before we kind of dive into my thoughts on Reeves, the transfer from Illinois State, by the way, for anybody out there that doesn't know, want to tell you guys about our friends at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is something that I've been using every day for a few weeks now. I've wanted better gut health, wanted better digestion, and Athletic Greens does just that for me. It's also uh, doing a lot uh, of other things for, for my body as well as supporting my gut health, my nervous system, immune system, my energy, my recovery, focus. It's helping everything. Really, really good stuff. Athletic Greens with one scoop of AG1, which is their new product. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics right into your body. It's absolutely fantastic for you, and it's lifestyle-friendly as well. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's also relatively cheap as well. Cost you less than $3 a day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com college. Again, that is athleticgreens.com college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, athleticgreens.com college. Would highly encourage you guys to go check them out. All right, moving along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl here with you. Talked a little bit about Bryce Hopkins transferring to Providence. Best of luck to him. Leonard Miller declaring for the NBA draft. Even if he does come back to college, don't think he's a player for the Wildcats. And then a player I think that is likely going to be a player, or excuse me, a player that I think is likely going to commit to the Wildcats, Antonio Reeves. Transfer from Illinois State, averaged over 20 points a game uh, over over at ISU, I guess you would call it. Uh, He still has not committed. Now, just a few days ago, and it might have been a week ago at this point, he took a visit to Kentucky, and it seemed that that everything went well, so that he wasn't committed yet. And over the past few days, some rumors have started to swirl around on Twitter. Some people in the Kentucky media sphere saying, like, Kentucky's about to get a commitment from somebody, and some beat writers quote tweeting that and saying, oh, this is Antonio Reeves, and this is going to be announced soon. I believe that was on Saturday, last Saturday. And if it was going to be Reeves, he still hasn't committed, and quite frankly, nobody has committed to Kentucky. So I think the question you kind of have to ask is like, well, what's he doing? What's he waiting on? Why is it taking so long? 
even though some people have said he's committed, but he hasn't announced. I mean, I'm just curious what's what's taking so long. Now, it would be hilarious if I get done recording this episode of Locked on Kentucky and Reeves all of a sudden decides he wants to commit, uh, but I, I hope that doesn't happen. If it does, I apologize if I'm speaking uh, as if he hasn't committed and he ends up doing so. I mean, it, it literally could be, it could be any hour now. It could be a couple weeks from now. I don't know. All I know is that I believe that he's going to commit to the Wildcats. I'm just curious to see as to what's taking him so long. And that's what I wanted to note about Antonio. And I think that if we're if we're looking at Kentucky's roster, we talked about this a lot recently on the show, if we're looking at their front court being solid, I mean, you add Antonio Reeves as a small forward slash shooting guard, gosh, that really does bolster things for you, doesn't it? You've got Cason Wallace, Severe Wheeler, C.J. Frederick, Antonio Reeves, I mean, you've got to be really you. You've got to be excited about those guys, right? You've got to be excited about those guys. Chris Livingston at the three or the four as well. It's a good roster, and I really, really do hope that Antonio uh, is is uh, going to be committing here soon. Something else I wanted to mention before we get to some uh, football news, actually is CBS Sports. So we, we've talked a little bit uh, before on the show about you know ESPN's way too early top 25 and what they've kind of had, had to say about the Wildcats. And I've talked recently about the reason to be more excited about things and be more optimistic. Put a message, uh, put a post out there on Rupp Rafters about uh, all I know is that I'm excited for next season uh, with Kentucky. Some of you disagreed with that. Some of you just want to wallow in, in pity. Uh, for the program, and you just want to be upset, that's okay. That's fine. But I'm going to sit over here and be optimistic, and I, I think that's fine that we both hold those dif- different points of views. But I've talked about just, like, getting out of the funk after what was historically one of the worst worst losses in program history, which is difficult to do. But, I mean, you look at ESPN's way too early top 25. They've got the Wildcats ranked highly. I believe them, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, in Joe Lenardi's bracketology, had them ranked as the overall top seed. And now I believe that was before Shibuya announced that he was coming back. Coming back, excuse me. But in the CBS Sports preseason top 25-1, and one, Kentucky comes in at number two. And this is what CBS had to say about Kentucky. The Wildcats ranking is based on CBS Sports National Player of the Year, Oscar Shibway, returning to school alongside fellow starter Severe Wheeler and Keon Brooks. We don't know if Keon's coming back. Thank you, CBS. The latter of whom has declared for the NBA draft but is still maintaining his college eligibility. The loss of Shaden Sharp was a blow to the roster, but an unexpected one considering he's a projected or but an, an, an expected one considering he's a top 10 pick. So CBS is banking on Keon Brooks coming back. Severe Wheeler has already announced. In case you're in case you're curious, the number one team in CBS's preseason top twenty-five and one is North Carolina. Caleb Love announced that he was coming back to the Tar Heels just a couple of days ago. They're going to have a lot of players back. Back, I believe, four out of their their five starters. Leaky backs, uh, Black's coming back. Uh, Armando uh, um, Armando Baycott is coming back. So Carolina and Kentucky, I think, are are, are reloading. And getting prepped for what could be a really interesting interesting season for the both of them. So I think that both of their rosters are great. I think Kentucky's in particular is awesome. And I just got to say here, I think you've we've got to start getting out of this funk a little bit. We've got to start pointing toward more positive things like this. Like, hey, these people that do this for a living, that project these things and, and write about these different teams, they've got Kentucky as one of the best teams in college basketball returning this season. Also, I believe 
it, is it Bart Torvik? I may I may be mistaken, but there's there's a statistics website out there that actually has Kentucky as like the number two team returning based on stats alone. So we can talk about projections just for fun, but we can also dig into the statistic little statistics a little bit here on this show and talk talk about how you know there's a legitimate reason to believe that the Wildcats could be a really good team next season. Also, want to throw this random thing out there. Scrolling through Instagram the other day, like you do, and I came across, I believe it was SEC Hoops. It's some fan page on, on Instagram just talking about different things, Kentucky or SEC basketball related. And he had a post with a graphic that showed, I believe, the top five records in the SEC over the past four years. Kentucky's at number one with a 37-16 and 16 record over the past four seasons. We want to talk about falling off. We're still the best teams in conference, guys. It's not Auburn. It's not Tennessee. It's not Arkansas yet. But right now, things have not gone as poorly as some people may want to portray uh, portray it as. I just want to kind of shift the focus a little bit. If you want to be upset, that's fair. I'm Look, I'm not saying that Coach Cal is going to be able to dig the program out of what is an uncomfortable spot right now. I'm just saying I'd rather be more optimistic than negative about it. I'm going to support the players and the team, whether or not I truly support Cal and his decision-making or not. But that's just me. All right, I want to talk a little football news here. A transfer committed to the Wildcats. This was a few days ago, but I feel like I should mention it because it's kind of important for uh, Kentucky's secondary depth. I want to talk about that piece in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info, find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Some Reds fans listening to this podcast, some Braves fans, uh, myself uh, listening to this podcast. I uh, got bad news. Both teams are currently underneath 500. Uh, if you want to uh, start to put a little money on the Braves to kind of dig out of that after Ronald Acuna comes back, I would probably do that over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's over at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. Relatively short podcast today, but I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more about Kentucky basketball, some NBA mock draft stuff, going to be talking about Wildcats in the NBA right now, a ton of them in the playoffs, really exciting stuff coming up this offseason, but sticking on the topic of football, which is what I wanted to, to uh, talk about here before we head out, Kedron Smith, a transfer from Ole Miss. Secondary player has committed to the Kentucky Wildcats. He played four seasons at Ole Miss. So he's a super senior. He's using that COVID year of eligibility to be uh, able to play for the Wildcats this upcoming year. And the reason I say he's a player in the secondary is because I don't necessarily think that he has a defined role. Uh, he played cornerback. He played safety. He played a couple of games of nickelback at Ole Miss. Last season, had two picks and 65 total tackles. Not bad, not bad. But I think that he primarily played corner, so I think that Kentucky is going to try and play him at corner. Uh, on, on top of that, I, I think that Kentucky really does need that depth with Carrington Valentine being one of the only guys coming back with legitimate experience in, in, in the cornerback room. Kentucky needs that depth, so they'll take what they, they, they can get. And quite honestly, Keydron Smith, I think, is a good, good addition. 
or Keyjohn Smith, excuse me. I think he, that he's going to be a good addition. And a couple of statistics I wanted to note here before we head out. And we're probably going to go into this a little bit more in, in, in detail before the football season arrives. One of my concerns for this season is the Kentucky secondary. Now, I was doing an interview with uh, ESPN 106.7 uh, just a few days ago. I believe it's stationed down in Auburn, Alabama. And the host, Jacob Goins, was asking me about Kentucky football, and he said, you know, one of my things that I've been thinking about recently is Kentucky, is Kentucky secondary going to be able to stop anybody this, this upcoming season? And I was like, well, they did lose some pieces, but they've got some young guys coming in, and I'm excited to see what happens. Also, they're probably going to hit the transfer portal. John Smith, and we'll just see if they are able to rebuild. I also think the pass rush is going to be a little bit better this season. And there's just some numbers I wanted to put out here. Kentucky was 53rd nationally in passing yards allowed per game last season, 218.6. That's a good number. That's above average. That's a decent number. That could improve, but given the lack of experience in the secondary, I think there's reason to be concerned about that statistic increasing. Right, I think there's concern about that number going up. And so what I've been sitting here thinking over the past few days is like, is Kentucky secondary going to take a step back? You also have to note, Kentucky was 68th in opponent third down conversions last season. 38.7% of the time, opponents converted on third down against the Wildcats. How does the secondary hold up against the short to intermediate passing game? And you may say, well, how do we know it's going to potentially be an issue, short to intermediate? Well, per First Down Cats on Twitter, that's at First Down Cats on Twitter, consistently been putting out some interesting stats this uh, these past few weeks. Kentucky opponents completed 67.1% of their passes in 2021. That was 100, 120th nationally. Opponents also threw the ball 51.6% of the time, and only 15 other teams in the nation saw a higher percentage of pass plays against them. The secondary must be good in 2022. So what I'm saying is, I think there are statistics to indicate that not only did the the Wildcats struggle at times last season, getting off the field and uh, occasionally giving up an, an explosive play, they also gave up a high completion percentage. So if your pass rush is not able to gener- generate enough pressure to kind of rattle the quarterback, they're going to be able to get off those short to intermediate throws on these third down and five, six, sevens, eights. They're going to be able to do that at a relatively high clip that I don't think your defense is necessarily comfortable with. Although I will say, while the defense in the secondary may be a little bit of a concern this season, You've got an offense that was averaging over 34 points a game, if I'm not mistaken, last year. You've got the majority of those guys coming back outside of the offensive tackle situation, which we'll probably continue to address during the offseason. Keonta Goodwin, really hope he starts at left tackle. But overall, I think there's reason to believe that this should be a more energetic, more more fast-paced type of team, not only on the offensive side, but on the defensive side. I think they're going to have the occasional issue. But I think that we will dive into this more as the months go on. But yeah, the the Kentucky secondary is probably my biggest concern heading into next season. But all things considered, when you really start to think about everything at play, I don't know if it's going to be a big enough issue to destroy what could, what is going, what is right now a very promising, or at least potentially promising season. So there you have it. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter 
at LanceDaw underscore. And you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, anything Kentucky athletics related, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. Listening on podcast format, hit me on the socials. I'll see you all tomorrow for another episode. Have a good day and God bless.